confetti ain't even heavy, nigga. Got the win, I want the record, nigga. What's a crime if you don't protect it, nigga? What's the name if they don't respect it, nigga? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings, and we dare to be different and encourage you to do the same. It's Welly F. Mm-hmm. You know my name. Mm-hmm. How's you, how you doing, sir? I'm pretty good, man. Yes, pretty good. It's It's been a while. You, see, you seemed a little shocked a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm shocked to be here right now. Why? I'm like, what the fuck? We ain't been here forever. It's, it's been, I mean, we took our, our, our week off like we do from time to time, but... Yeah. It was a mighty long time, though. Boy, <laughs> I'm excited that Crit came and did his job, hey, man. man. Crit came and did his job on that album. I would just like to say, if you still haven't took an opportunity to listen to that last Crit album, then I don't know where our friendship level stands. That's just that's just the truth, man. I don't I don't know anymore. I mean, I mean, Crit Crit ain't for everybody. <sighs> I think hip hop is for everybody though. And it he can be. You can find something in hip hop that's for you. Yeah, you know, I feel like I feel like he has a little bit of everything on his album, and that's most of his albums are, are like that. Um what was his Def Jam release? I forgot I wanted to look it up and I forgot. He had one Def Jam release at least, right? It had to be that last one. What was it? Um Forever in a Day? Was that the last one? So I'm guessing he didn't like that album. Cause I'm some guessing. of the undertone of this album right here have kind of he says things along the lines like, I mean, he just wasn't happy with where he was. But he capitalized like a motherfucker, though, because looking on Instagram and just seeing his promotion, I'm like, nigga, you independent. You doing pretty fucking well. Yeah. You know, so I think it probably was Forever in Time, though. It probably it probably was. And I think he had that one single with him in Future, right? Yeah, it's but that that was a minute ago. It probably was like, what, two years? Like, it's been like three years. Yeah, yeah it's been three yeah. years. So... But I, I've always said that Chris one of the few artists that, you know, if he's not if if he doesn't have something in circulation, you're not really thinking about him right now because his he doesn't put out a lot of radio hits that are that are you know circulating or being played for a long time. I mean, she had a lot of radio hits right now as far as I'm concerned. No, no. I mean, maybe in Mississippi, but um, out here they ain't they not jamming that boy. But uh, if he, if he was to come out here and do a show, it'd be a nice turnout. It's just that radio one ain't playing that boy. They playing Twenty One Savage and 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 Lil Uzi Vert. But before we get too deep into anything, and, and we came to the intro, that intro is confetti, bro. Confetti. The two thousand seventeen World Series champion Houston Astros, man. They they have they have a heavy they had a heavy amount of confetti. That, that confetti was very heavy. And they deserved it. It was very heavy. It, it, it was well deserved. I like the fact that. A lot of the 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 message behind the Strolls winning was earned, earned. It kept saying earned, and I was like, I don't know why they're saying that, but I kind of felt like that was the kind of the metaphor of confetti. Like when I listen to confetti, it's a few lines on there where I mean, basically he's saying, you know, like I don't want to come to your party. Your confetti ain't even heavy. Yeah. And then he then he was like. You know, y'all up in the VIP and you ain't fucking bitches. And I'm <laughs> laughing in my head because it's just like. It's, it, I'm hearing it and I'm just like, niggas just 
on the scene and they don't even deserve to be on the scene. Y'all they they even... just they did just enough to get on the scene. Like he said, I got the win, but I want the record. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you you, you just you just want the win. I'm trying to get the record. I'm trying to get it all. But that boy said I want to run the score up then so they can't <laughs> Man. No, like niggas don't understand that shit. Like everybody is in, in this handout state of mind and everybody wants to just get they just want the look. Nobody actually wants to put the work in. I want to be in shape, but I don't really want to go to the gym the four or five days a week that it's going to take. I want to look successful, but I don't want to actually, I don't really mind if I'm not successful. Right. And it's funny because I was on Snap today and like, you know, I follow some pretty, pretty interesting people and I follow some, I would say some, some psychopaths, but, um. It was this one one female lady, woman, whatever we want to call her in 2017. Get the vernacular right. Uh, these pronouns are getting harder and harder by the day because, you know, we live in a cotton candy society. So, uh, but yeah, man, I, I don't, I, I, I want to, okay, I found it. It started, like, I was just, you know, I'll be, I'll be bored sometimes. It's like, uh, it said, hmm, and this is coming from a, uh, a woman, it says, I've never been so disgusted in my life with how slutty and misguided some of you ladies are. Y'all be so damn quick to go twerking somewhere but never have your damn kids. Always complaining about being single but being slutty on Snapchat every damn day. I outgrew my clubbing phase when I was 21 to 22. Y'all asses still clubbing with no real life goals to fall back on. It's okay to have an occasional have occasional fun but being day, being a daily slut twerking on Snapchat every day, that shit is not cute all the damn time. And it was just funny because I'm like, obviously if a man would have posted that, you know, he'd have been deemed a sexist and he'd have probably got murdered or threw in the river somewhere. But <laughs> I just kind of feel like, it's, you know, when I hear women coming from that mindset, obviously, you know, with it being 2017, I'm going to keep saying that because I feel like, this is one of the few years where I can actually say that it's that year, and it means so much. Because 2017 is very special. I mean, we're days away from Orange Man being in office 365 days. Yeah, and, and he's, Orange, he's doing laps. Bro, and Orange Man, he definitely, um, I would like, I would, I, I hate to say this, but people don't realize it. And I've already said that, you know, as of today, I really feel like he's the number one obsession in America. As much as he's hated He's like, like, dude, the nigga, his Twitter went down for 11 minutes, and, and y'all watching him that hard? Bro, that's obsession, if you don't realize what obsession in, in is. In its purest forms. Like, come on, 11 minutes? How sick are you? Why are you watching that man so hard? You know, you know how many people have logged off or deactivated their accounts for, for four months, and people didn't even realize it? Like, your own <laughs> friends didn't even know, but you realize this man's... Twitter went down for 11 minutes. You know why you realize Twitter went down for 11 minutes? Because that's how polarizing his Twitter is. That's how powerful it is. That's how iconic it's going to be in years to come. It's We're just, be- just waiting for it to drop. Yeah, you yeah. just wait for the next Trump it's, tweet to drop. That's it. Like That's that's scary when he tweets so much and everybody's just sitting around waiting like, damn, what the nigga finna say next? Like, bro, we ain't even watching what, what, what Obama's saying like that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, back to my point. I, I, when I read those tweets and it, it, I thought about confetti. Like, I swear, I thought about confetti. I'm like, this makes so much sense because, like, people out here doing all this, they doing all this partying and shit, 
and I'm the same. I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm not knocking your partying, but the question does come come to me from time to time. Like, what are you celebrating? Or is this just is it, is this just a part of culture now? That's what we do now. We get out and we we de- we co- we consider it enjoying life. Is that what it is now? And, and, and me, my advice to most people is, go out and have as much fun as you want to. But I think displaying it and making yourself seem like that type of person. It kind of it kind of ruins who you are because once again it puts you in that in that light that it's hard to escape from. Exactly, you're, you're showing people this one side of you. Exactly, I'm and I'm always at the club. As we live in a, a generation termed millennials, and mo- I don't I still to this day don't know who millennials are. I just take it as I think I think millennial is a mindset. I think we got fifty year olds that are millennials. I think we got fifteen year olds that are millennials mm-hmm. because it's all about a mindset and. When I think about the millennial mindset, no matter what, as a millennial, you're already being put into a box. So when you put yourself into a box as a millennial, and that's kind of what we do in society nowadays, put people in a box, you put yourself in a box when you're constantly going to the gym all the time, constantly only a, a person that you know posts memes, a person that only talks about how good Batman versus Superman was, or a person that... <laughs> Or a person that is at the club all the time, but you know, I just, I just like to say, you know, sometimes you just got to be careful with what you do. And you say this all the time: social media is real life, and that's it's this, a part this of my is, life. This now. is real life. It's real life that you can turn off if you so choose to. You can only be, you can choose to be just a spectator if you'd like to as well. But the thing is, people, that's that's their gateway. Like that's 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 my. My gateway to to showing you everything that I am is social media, and if I can't interact with you in and as a person to person basis, then this is all I have to present to you. And the way I choose to present myself, I'm going to the gym all day. I'm letting these niggas with iPhone sevens give me photo shoots. Oh, <laughs> Bro, if I see another if I see another photo shoot with somebody, they've been it's like, look, first of all, he's using his iPhone seven to take these pictures of you. Which, Second is, which of all, is supposedly legit now. Second of all, you're not a model. You're not a model. Y'all out here, he got this little you got these little Caesar pizza slices on your on your chest and you think you out here popping, you finna be the next meme. That's little all you're about Caesar's to be. Pizza little slices C- covering your nipples. It's a seven hundred it's, it's a seven hundred dollar cell phone. Hold on, bro, that is art. Art with a seven hundred dollar <laughs> cell phone that they're making installment plans on, installment payments on. And it's $5.41 Little Caesars Pizza. Because you ain't fucking with Papa John's. Oh, what? what? I know, I ain't doing no shucking and jiving out here for Papa John. <laughs> what? We can't, I can't, dog. I got a Papa John's across the street. You want me to order some? I do, I do fuck that garlic. <laughs> that garlic sauce be hidden. Hey, I, I swear on everything. That garlic I love, sauce hits. I have yet to meet somebody. That garlic sauce slaps hard. That's just. <laughs> That garlic sauce, <laughs> bro. As far as me being in Houston, I'm I'm a pizza fanatic. If not, I'm gonna eat Little Caesars too. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Shit, um, that hot and ready has to be hot though. It has to be hot. Once it gets cold, I might as well get this to- Tostino. I'm throwing a DiGiorno in there, and it's gonna go down. But I mean, I don't know a lot of people that don't like Papa John's. I mean, I know people that favor. Domino's or Pizza Hut, but like if you present Papa John's to somebody, they're going to eat it. So once again, rank 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 your pizzas. Rank my pizzas. I mean, I, uh, sh- when you talk about just fast food chains, it's, for yeah. me, it's, it's Papa John's, Pizza Hut, the Domino's. Pizza but, Hut over the Domino's. 
And you know what's funny about that? It depends on what I get. Because I feel like Pizza Hut has better deals than all of them, so I could easily put Pizza Hut over them. I feel but Pizza then, Hut's more greasy, though. And that's as when far I just, as pizza, I mean, it's pizza first and foremost, but I feel Pizza Hut carries a little more grease to I it. I think Domino's is the neatest pizza. I think so, too. <laughs> that's the, you know, and it just, like, once again, it depends on what you want. I don't think Domino's has better deals than Papa John's at Pizza no. Hut. Just saying. And, um... But then you got like a little, like a lot of these other little chains, you know, like Frank's Pizza, Pink's Pizza. I got this place over by me called uh, RC's New York Pizza. I mean, I love BJ's. BJ's has good pizza. But I mean, when you, as far as you talk about the fast food chains out of those three, that's pretty much how I would order it. Just because, like I said, it just really depends on what mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like hot wings. Like, I know a lot of people that don't like Buffalo Wild Wings. And I thought Buffalo Wild Wings was always pretty much the most legit choice. But as you kind of dig in deeper, you know, you realize there are better hot wing places like Pluckers. I think Pluckers is better than Buffalo Wild Wings. I agree. But, I mean, we we say Pluckers like some of our listeners even, our listeners even know what that is. Right but, right now, they're just thinking that we're fat asses because we kind of started the Papa John's thing and just completely abandoned They shouldn't have started the Papa John's <laughs> thing. They banning everything, bro. I don't, what we going to have, man? What we going to have? So, we can't. All right. We can't All right. Let's, let's 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 take let's take an, an account of everything that we're boycotting right now. Okay. The NFL. We're boycotting the NFL. Mm-hmm. We're boycotting Jerry Jones mm-hmm. and all his sponsors, which include AT and T. Shout out to AT and T though; they've been my cell phone company for a long time. She mine for like 14, 15 years. Now. Um, Papa John's. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Dove. Dove. Dove? So yeah, 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 that was a badass commercial. Yeah, that was terrible. Um. The, the, the America. We're boycotting the country. We're boycotting the country. We're definitely boycotting the country. Well, I mean, once you boycott the country, you're going to boycott everything. Right? I, I, but we import a lot of stuff. So, we do import a lot so of stuff. So you can get away with that. So avocados are still cool. I don't know. Avocados like a dollar each now. They're most hidden. I'm oh, almost 88 I'm cents. I'm going to boycott like, them pretty soon. Bruh, I, I, I went from one every day to about. Two or three times a week. Bro, bro. look. It's, and it's like, I'm close to Mexico. I can't get an avocado. I can't get an avocado for the 55. Boys, I hit tripping. You know, I can get them the three bananas for. And that's where I get my source of potassium from, even though I don't want to. I'm like, this banana or this avocado. <laughs> Just saying, bro. Which one's cheaper? Yeah, hey, niggas, you know, I, I can't even try to live above my means. I, You know, I ain't. My confetti ain't even heavy like that. <laughs> Just saying, man. Like, I ain't at that level yet. I'm not a World Series champion. I can't be out here buying avocados. Yeah, I can't. I can't be spurge on avocados. Hey, man. Man, Tripping. It is what it is. But yeah, we boycotting everything, man. Fuck it. Fuck it. So, I wanted to talk about unconventional relationships. Explain. And, and I can I define an unconventional relationship to be like a relationship where things aren't like you don't see your significant other every single day. You know what I mean, or like you don't, y'all don't, y'all don't do like typical couple things. As as in on on a historical basis, like traditional or historical. Traditional on a traditional basis. Let's let's go, let's run with traditional because I think that that communicates my point a little bit more. Because see me, I work out of town a lot, mm-hmm. so sometimes I'm gone Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday, and then I. Do the majority of my dating on the weekend, ah, and okay. then I might be turn around and be gone again. So there aren't those 
night weeknights where I where I would get to spend time together. Like I don't have those opportunities from time to time. But but I mean, don't people crave that space? Like you know, like it, it kind of feels like that that forces balance. Like you know, y'all have y'all weeks to each other, y'all to yourselves, and then the weekends, you know, y'all are with each other. So when y'all get back to each other, you don't feel smothered. I mean, because I tell people all the time, that's one of the one of the many failures of a lot of my relationships. You know, just not being able to breathe. You know, like it would be nice to have somebody that I'm like, okay, we're together for three or four days, we're away from each other three or four days, and then eventually we can get to that stage where it's not too bad to be with each other six or seven days. But realistically, I just don't believe people could just be together like that every single day. Like I don't, I don't see how. But like, when, just it, when jump is into that? When is when is it too much distance? When is it too much distance? I don't know, man. I mean, like, 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 is there a point where you really reach in your relationship where it's like, okay, we're away from each other so much that I really don't feel like I'm in a relationship? I mean, that's. I mean, first of all, once again, when we bring it back to traditional, if you think about a traditional relationship, it it, it kind of it goes back to we're talking about time periods now. In the fifties and sixties, a traditional relationship, you know, you know, was a lot of housewives out there. The husbands were bringing the bread, um, and in even in that moment, the housewife, you know, she's either at home or she's out shopping. She she has her space. So at the end of the day, when 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 the husband comes back home, you know, he's tired. He gets his food or whatever, and it's it's not it's it's really the only time they have together is the weekends and it's so but but then again so basically it's like she goes to work i go to work you know that was our time apart and 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 that's fine and even in your situation you're going to work she's going to work the only thing is y'all not sleeping and y'all not spending the night with each other that's probably the biggest difference Mm -hmm. you know and if i would say too much distance it's hard for me to say that because i know some successful marriages that are taking place right now with with military relationships and i mean to me, it's too much distance when somebody can't handle it. It's simple it, as that. It, it all boils down to the bond. It's basically yeah. What you're like saying. if you like, can't handle me being away, I mean, it's truck drivers out there. That's, that's I know, like like it's possible. It's possible to date somebody that lives in another state. It, it's it's possible, but it's all based on the character of each person. I mean, you got people out there. Like I said, you got flight attendants, you got truck drivers, you got you got traveling nurses, you got so many t- different type of people that are away from their spouses or whatever for a couple of days or just to the point where it's like, I don't see them for a couple of days because when I go, when I wake up, he's asleep or when I'm asleep, you know, he, he's away. But they only get 24 to maybe 48 hours with each other where it's real serious. We can have a date. And I think that's something to be appreciated because it's a lot of people that are with each other seven days a week and they don't go on dates anymore. <laughs> they just find out that they annoy each other. Yeah, but and they don't go on dates anymore because it doesn't. It's, it's never that they don't ever have that um, urge anymore because they're just always with each other and they don't feel like, well, let's go out and bond some. Let's go out and enjoy the city and bond some because they're fucking bonding every damn day. You don't get that feeling it's like you know what? I need to cherish every moment. I know that time is limited. Is eh, we got tomorrow? We got because we, to, we always with each other. I'm always in your face from five to about ten o'clock. Every day, I'm in your face. And when we get to come, I'm in your face. Mm-hmm. And everything is just, it just feels forced. It just feels like, damn, no matter what, I got to see your face. I don't have a choice because there's nothing in there to, to break it up. So I just kind of feel like when you don't have that that uh, space, as they call it, to make you want to long for a person, then it's kind of hard for you to actually, I mean, you're never going to miss a person. So what's the point? Yeah. 
And I feel like if you never miss a person in a relationship, then that's going to be a huge problem. That's a huge deal. But when it, when it comes to missing that person, is it is it something that that's verbalized? Like, hey, I miss you, or is it or is it more along with of the identifying of somebody's love language? The love language, because I, I I think I think the love language plays a part in it. Because some people can sit there and, and and need to hear that, oh, I miss you, I miss you, I miss you, and then some people need to come home and be like, you know, I I cooked all this food for you without verbalizing saying I missed you, but I I knew you were coming home. I put this spread out for you because they're in touch with your love language. They know that your love language is task and not verbal affirmation. Gotcha. Which is which is true. I mean, it's at the end of the day, I think people people are always, no matter what, they're gonna wanna feel missed. Because when you a lot of times when you when you feel like, oh that person missed me, you feel loved. You yeah. feel appreciated. Because uh that absence, I mean it it makes the bond grow strong. I don't care absence, what anybody says. Absence makes the heart grow fond. It, it it has to. I just I really think it does, and it, and people are missing that these days. Like like I th- I think if you get to the point where you can be away from a person and it's like I really don't want to talk to them. It's like you're really passionate. Like yeah, I could talk to them. It's like yeah, I don't want to see them at all. It's kind of like what are you doing? They've already destroyed the. They've already destroyed it to that point. It's already like y'all have gotten way too much of each other. I think most of the relationships that fail nowadays is it's 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 a little bit of that. It's a little bit of y'all just y'all just went head in. Y'all just, y'all just dived right in, and from the jump, it was like y'all was married. Yeah. It's like, damn, like, no training wheels, no, you know, no no, no slight buildup, no, it's just, you just out there. You just all the way out there on social media, everything just, it just feels there, like. There are, no, there are no milestones in the relationship no, now. No, not anymore. It's just like, we together now, we should be planning on getting married soon and having kids and being able to, you know, present to the world that we made it, but it's just like, damn, like. Where's the story? Where did mm-hmm. y'all even meet? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, seriously, like, I don't know, man. But when you say traditional, I think traditional is hard these days, obviously, because of the more distractions and also because people aren't taking that time out to actually figure out, like we always talk about, love languages and actually getting a chance to realize who they're dealing with. It's just all, right now, it's just pretty much all physical. And like I, show, I like that profile that I always send you, Mm-hmm. Or that one, that one person where she's she's hashtag single, then she's hashtag taken, and then the next thing you know, she's hashtag single again, and her post counter went down because she took down all those pictures and shit. And why you all? Why you jumping all the way out there like that? What's the point? Like if I could give her any unsolicited advice, I would be like, hey, just slow down a little bit. You know, this it's fine to be excited about uh, somebody, but it's also fine to be cautious about somebody. But she likes to jump all the way out there. It's her and it's him and it's her, her kid. And this is my homegirl. So it's like, like you know, I'm not going to say, hey, you know, slow down, chill out. I'm going to support you either way it goes. But I know that you're not doing it the best way for you. But at the same time, I can't tell you what's best for you. Yeah, I really can't. I'm just looking at your history and your track record and know that you like to jump out here and all this. And, like, you've been engaged twice in one year and nothing has panned out. Damn. And me, and I'm, this is me. I'm a firm believer, and I'm not really going to advise people on things that I really don't have experience with. If I have experience with something, I'm going to give you my point of view on something. I'm not advising you like a fucking therapist or a psychiatrist, you know, leading you to believe that I know the way. I'm just giving you my perspective on it based off experience. And I think a, a huge problem that we also have today is motherfuckers be taking advice from people that don't know shit about what they're going through. Don't know nothing about like, nothing. 
you don't know shit about what I'm going through right now, fam. So you need to kind of mind your business, you know, or or not even mind your business. Just realize that since you don't know what the fuck is going on, you may want to take a few steps back because if I end up taking your bullshit advice and I fuck up, it's going to be on you. And whether you feel bad about it or not, it's still a situation you don't want to, you know, you don't want to get into because as friends, you want to make sure, or as friends, as advisors, associates, whatever, you just want to make sure that you don't cross certain boundaries. Right. And relationships, as we get older, relationships aren't a touchy subject. Real, real touchy subject. Because I, I think there's, there's, there's a panic button that's hit when, when we start to get older. People start looking at their biological clocks. People start looking at the people around them. It's like, well, she such and such already got a kid and, and married. and you know, Comparing. And I'm this Comparing. age. And it's like... I, I need to be doing something. Like, even, even in the shop, be like, man, boys done already jumped down. I, I guess I need to go and get on the wagon. For what? What? For what? If you're not there, you're not there. You're not. And if they're there, they need to, you know, find somebody that's there with them. And, th- and I think that's what scares people. Like, like being being true to themselves is, like, is what scares them. Like I said on YBO a few weeks back, being really true to yourself is a scary thing. Like, you, people are, like, even if you're in a relationship and you're like, you know what? He's a good person. She's a good person, but they're just not good for me. They're not what what I need. People feel the need that something has to be wrong there. They're like like somebody has to be. Oh, he doesn't make me happy, or she doesn't make me happy. You're which happy. you're as which, happy as you want to be. Which in fact is the truth. Like they're not making you happy, and it's not your fault, and it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It just might be a case of you're two good people that aren't for each other. That's one, but also I'm a firm believer in you're as happy as your mind tells you you are. Like if you you can make the most out of a lot. Oh yeah. And, and it, it, you know when it's all said and done, I don't believe there's any perfect relationship out there because I don't truly believe in perfect. But no matter what, you can you can definitely be happy about things that aren't the greatest. You know, so it, it's plenty of people out there that want to have money like LeBron James, and they don't. You're still happy though. Yeah. You know, you're, you're happy with the money you got. You know, your goal is to have this three story house in, in Beverly Hills, but you're not in Beverly Hills right now. You're still happy. So, what's the problem? You know, people are as happy as they want to be. And when you, and I always come back to the fact that people nowadays, especially in 2017, <laughs> and the year is about to be wrapped up. It's, it's going to be 2018. Or bro, it's been a hell of a year, man. It's been a hell of a year. It's been a hell of a year, man. Man. If I if I had to recap my year, it would just be it's been a hell of a year. Ah man. I, seen I, seen and unseen, it's been a hell of a year. Yeah, I, I think I just labeled it as I'm shocked and I'm still shocked. Yeah. I stay shocked every day. But no, it's hard for people to want to be themselves today because if you're if you're not like everybody else, you get dragged. You get bashed over the head for it. So I kinda understand why it's hard for people to really just be like, you know, this is who I am, you know, accept me for who I am. Some people just can't do that because who they are is not what's trending. I mean, but then again, who Kevin Spacey is is trending. Boy, he he brought back an old theory that is very dangerous, and one theory that I've always there's a lot of parallels with it, and people in their community don't want to accept it. But as I was growing up in the '90s and the '80s, there was always a link between homosexuals, sexual predators pedophiles and stuff like that and he pretty much just used that as a cop out again he and used it in the most horrible way though but I mean that used to it's, be it's like I, I don't if I was drunk I, I don't remember and I apologize but it's like whoa, said, whoa 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 oh, wait hey, 
Then it's like, but but I'm I, but this this led me to let you know that I that I, I yes I am gay. It's like, oh look, just because you was drunk does not make that a valid excuse. That all that's true. I I'm I'm sorry, babe. I, I I fucked around. I slid in that bitch. I I was drunk. I was drunk, but he flipped it on us. I, babe, babe, I I was drunk and, and heterosexual. <laughs> That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Nigga, you, you heterosexual every single day. You're gay every single day. He's a good actor. He's probably one of the greatest actors of our time. And he was kind of so say. And he has played a pedophile before, somewhat. And in, in House of Cards, he was very gay. Several times in House of Cards. He's a strange, strange man. I, I honestly believe a lot of people that have went down in Hollywood, killed themselves, or just got blacklisted, are people that were either about to expose what's going on in Hollywood right now, or they're people that just got so lost in life that they just couldn't handle it anymore. Because some people went, that some people just went, they were gone now with no really true explanation. And I'm like, like somebody like Robin Williams, like come on, you you think he's one of the happiest people? You would think. I wonder what made him finally just bite that bullet. You know, bro. I'm, but like, like I've said numerous times, you just don't know what people be going through in life. You really don't. You really don't. And that's why I don't really just like I don't fuck with people like that. You know, unless I feel like you know, if, if I know you, I know you. I'm gonna fuck with you on a day to day basis because I don't, I don't feel the need to be serious with people all the time, especially in this day and age. Every day a nigga wake up, they mad about something, bro. I can't. How do you do that, bro? Just to, just let negativity fuel your life. Like like some some things you just gotta let slide, like just so just for your own sanity's sake you gotta let some shit slide. You gotta let some arguments slide. You gotta let some you gotta let some opinions slide. I'm a firm believer in ignoring bullshit, <laughs> so therefore I let a lot of opinions slide. I let opinions slide based on the fact that it's an opinion. Everybody has one. I'm not tripping. I don't. I don't care about the fact that like like I'm a I can I can I can laugh at serious shit. I can laugh at Tyrese. You know, I have no problem with laughing at Tyrese, but in the back of my mind, there's concern there too. Oh, Tyrese is having a mental breakdown. You know, and he had the same issue when he was, you know, going through what Paul Walker went through. And he just got to the point in his celebrity status that people were just annoyed by him. Like, I, I don't, I, my, uh, the last girl I talked to, she loved Tyrese. But as he humanized himself more and more on social media by talking so fucking much, people just disliked him more and more because, I mean, in all honesty, when you're in a certain position, it's best for you to just be quiet and shut up. Yep. Like, you know, it's a lot of celebrities out there that don't even speak up on a lot of black black politics right now or things that are going on in the black community, but it's in their best interest because they say the wrong thing, their careers are over as of right now. At the end of the day, they'll be fine a couple of years from now or a couple of weeks from now because it's short-term memories. But either way, and I say that because it's just funny to me how I'll be like looking at something like I, I was looking at Jeezy had a party and R. Kelly was there, and I was looking at somebody else having a party and Usher was there, and I'm just like, how do you party with niggas that are like literally notorious for doing some scandalous shit recently? No, 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 no. Over and above that, Chris Brown has the out al- the album out was it Heartbreak Heartbroken Full Moon or something like that Heartbreak mm-hmm. Full Moon. He got a track called Juicy Booty. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know if it's called Juicy Booty, but he said Juicy Booty a lot in the song, so mm-hmm. I figured the song name is Juicy Booty. I was, getting, stop you right there. I was getting my hair cut. I, okay. I, I couldn't look at the track list. I'm not listening to any album. 
It has way too many songs. I can't do it. Bro, the track that I'm referring to as Juicy Booty mm-hmm. is Chris Brown featuring, um, what's her name, Janine Aiko. Oh, Janine Aiko. Janine oh, and R. Kelly. And R. Kelly. How are... And then he says, literally, turn around. I want to see that Juicy Booty. R. Kelly, we know what you do to Juicy Booty. We've seen the tape. <laughs> The last thing you need to do is be on a track about Juicy Booty. That is the same thing that's going on in Hollywood right now. They've turned a blind eye to pedophilia, rapists, the homosexuals, or whatever, doing whatever they do, the weird shit they do, you know, and we're doing the same thing in all acts of, you know, f- famous celebrity icons. We just turn our backs to it like, oh, that's my homeboy. It don't matter if he's a pedophile or not. It don't matter if he pissed on young women. It doesn't matter if, you know, he has a cult of women in his basement. I'm still going to make songs with him because he's R. Kelly. You look past the fact that he's a fucked up, deranged human being just because he has a certain talent. The fuck? You know what I'm saying? This man has mental problems. Yeah, straight up. Like, it's, to me, it's a difference. Like, like I can I can listen to R. Kelly, but at the same time, I'm listening to R. Kelly because it's the music I'm enjoying. But it's like I said, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, man, I wonder what's going through this nigga head. Like, he's putting out some nice shit, but there's still something wrong with this nigga. I wouldn't want to work with him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I may, you know, feed off of some ideals that he put out there in the past or whatever, but I'm not finna sit in the same room as this nigga because it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's like the cats that go to work. They do great at their job. You know, hey, always gets his work done on time, good company, man, and then goes home and beats his wife. I can't fuck with that nigga. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you find out you beat his wife. You're not chit ch- chatting with him at the company picnic. In the real world, if J- if John is a pedophile, a known pedophile, or even an accused pedophile, and I walk into work at Exxon, and the news gets out that John is a, a known pedophile, that nigga's getting fired, and nobody's fucking with that nigga no more. No. But and if John doesn't get fired... I'm fucking him up on site every time I see yeah, him. We got, he, or he will literally feel like a weird motherfucking kid and that doesn't get it. He, he's going to be blackballed within the office. And it's going to worry me too because I'm going to think he's going to come shoot it up one day. But no matter what in the real world, that's what happens. You do shit. You get held accountable for it. You get blacklisted. It sounds fucked up, but that's just reality. But in the industry... I don't know what's up with these people. I, I bet you R. Kelly isn't registered as a sex offender. Of course not. And this nigga just was he, was he even convicted, though? Like, that just kind of just went away. Let me tell you something. You know the worst one right now, though? That nigga OJ. Come on, bro. Bro, OJ is this living, OJ is living his best life right now. He's out in Vegas, cooling how he be cooling people. Taking, oh, shit, it's OJ. OJ, let me get a picture. Living his best life. I just, I just officially got frustrated. Bro. Yeah, tell me OJ's not living his best. Tell me OJ right now is 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 not better than OJ rushing 220 yards. This nigga OJ living it the fuck up. The he is fuck a up. known murderer and a burglar. And white <laughs> I give I give him a burglar pass because he was stealing his own shit. I, oh, I give him a pass on that. I ain't get Craig a pass. He got fired on his day off from stealing from his own job. Bro, I still to this day. Well, it's okay. been almost what? 20 years yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Craig, what the fuck he was doing, bro? I don't know what Craig, hey, Craig was doing. And he wasn't even tripping about this. <laughs> Say they got me on camera. <laughs> he didn't even deny it. Craig, what the fuck? You the goddamn fort? <laughs> My nigga. I think Craig was tripping, bro. I but, need, uh, and, and, I, need, I need to talk to that boy. Yeah, we really do, man. But uh, I don't know, man. I just don't know what's wrong with people. Like, I just kind of feel like we're at a stage where 
the I say this all the time the the obsession with celebrities and the fact that we just feel like we could give certain people passes like bro it's been some weird shit done and said by some of our biggest celebrities I can't I can't even give Eminem a pass you know like I know the racist shit that he said in the past before and I'm like people just swept it under the rug no I'm not sweeping it under the rug it's just that I know people make mistakes but some of these other mistakes that people have made it's just like nah bro like you got fucking problems you're a pedophile <laughs> Chris Brown you're a woman beater and you're fucking psychotic and you look like a drug dealer a, a, a drug addict right now I'm not judging you Chris Brown but you seek help that's it. Just seek help. And then, and then I'm not finna sweep it under the rug. And even like that, you know, people at interviewing him asking, "No, nah, I just get nervous in interviews and like that." Chris Brown, you've been famous since you was like 16, bro. Ain't no, ain't no, re- ain't no reason to be nervous in this interview. That's like when, when them cameras off, you need to really show concern and not just give this cat thoughts and prayers. You need to pull him to the side. It's like, yo, Chris, you know, cameras off, shit like that. Hey, say, bro, you all right? Hold on, let's take a minute right now. Let's give our thoughts and prayers to a few. Okay. We'll give our thoughts and prayers to the people that were slain in New York. We'll give our thoughts and prayers to Deshaun Watson. Uh, we'll give our thoughts and prayers to uh, Donna, Donna, Donna Brazil for exposing uh, Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. for rigging the election that she eventually still lost anyway. <laughs> Bro, that's when you know you just you just suck at your job. <laughs> you just trash. I, tra- I was cheating and I still <laughs> lost. You did all that shit to get Verdi out the way, and you still took the biggest L. That's, I think it's top five. That's, the, that's in the political dark, history. That's that dark horse. You you seem like everybody's like, nah, Trump ain't gonna be president. Trump is gonna be it's between Hillary and Bernie. Whoever get the nod there is gonna be president, and then and she strong on that nigga though. Dark horse just slid in. What's worse, losing, losing after cheating to get the position to Donald Trump, or being the first. President to lose to a black nigga. Blowing a 3-1 lead. Um. (laughs) She cheated to get to the position to beat Donald Trump and still lost. That is is a a 3-1 lead if it's not one. Dog. I I have no words. I I have no words. Me neither, dog. This is America right now. We're in America. And I think... We're in America where cheating is acceptable. Yes. Where public ridicule is acceptable, yes. where pedophilia is pedophilia acceptable, is acceptable. Yeah. where making fun of the disabled is acceptable, yeah. where denying somebody their rights are, is acceptable, definitely, where I can't go, I can't get Papa John's, I can't get Papa John's, man, I can't get Papa John's. I tell you this earlier, I can't get Papa John's in peace. I can't watch the NFL in peace. Cause you can't no, you can't watch the NFL and check on your fantasy team. I can't check on my fantasy team. No, and and your fantasy players all better be black players that take knees. Oh man, I have to watch. I black, need. I need to see as a roster. black man, I have to watch black TV shows. You have to, because if I don't, I'm be labeled as weird or strange. Yeah, you. Yeah. I don't watch it. Insecure. I don't watch Power. Oh, man, what's wrong with this guy? You don't know about Pangea? <laughs> you don't fuck with the war? <laughs> Come on, man. No. I just don't know, man. I don't know. Lost for words. Thoughts bring it prayers. back. Bring it back. Thoughts yeah, thoughts and prayers, prayers man. But that, is, that shit is crazy, though. No joke, though, you know. It's just crazy how, like, everybody is just coming out of the woodworking now. You know what? Back in 1985, Dustin Hoffman sexually assaulted. Like, wait, 30-some-odd 30, 30 years ago? Now you just had the courage to bring this out? 
Courage. Is it courage? Is it even courage? I'm telling you, people pride being they're easily bought. I don't think it's about courage or being scared anymore. It's simply about it's being about super it's about, ambitious. It's about at the time, you know. Dustin Hoffman slapped me on my ass. That was probably that was probably a story you was tell you was bragging about. Now it's kind of like, hold on, I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for them. I, I didn't did ask not for Dustin come Hoffman here to slap me. I didn't. I didn't ask for that. But guess what? You bragged about it at one time. You let it ride for thirty yeah. years. Why should I care? Just saying. You benefited from it. A lot of people out there that are seriously being sexually assaulted. Like I can't say seriously, but there are people out there that are being sexually assaulted and benefiting from it. None. They're just scarred for life. That's it. And then they they live with this mental anguish the rest of their life. Yeah. But you have, like I said, you have these golden trophies. You have these houses in Hollywood, Beverly Hills, that we can only dream of. And you probably scoffed at us all your life because we're just regular folk. But you've been on this, on this, you know, pedestal for all these years. But little, little known that you're you are a victim. Shh. I don't know. I don't know. I just know I'm not making songs with pedophiles. I'm not shooting shooting movies with pedophiles and and rapists and voting for for criminals thinking talk about the lesser of two evils I remember when this podcast first started and we 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 talked about the lesser of two evils and I was just like there truly is no such thing evil is evil evil is evil like if I walk into a place and I murder one person and you walk to a place and murder 10 people are we still both murderers (laughs) we're still both murderers you might be a serial killer (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you clearly are probably better at it than me. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, you 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 clearly had more vendettas than I yeah, did. Yeah, because I wasn't that mad. I, I just had this guy. I just need to get this nigga off off, off my block. I had this, guy, this guy. You, you trying to take out the whole block? What you going to war? Yeah, I like the Punisher. <laughs> Tripping, like, hey, Frank Castle. What they do to you? But it is what it is, man. What, you, what else you had on that list that you was talking about? Because I know we ain't going to cover it all, but... No, no. I, I just was jotting stuff down. Let me see what else I have. What what else was good? Uh, yeah, we we, we kind of talked about some of this stuff. Um, uh, good one. Ring chasing versus relationship chasing. Ring chasing versus relationship chasing. Um, it's going to get worse because of Gucci Mane. Because of Mr. Guap. The Wobsters. The Wobsters are going to make it worse. They the set the bar, though. They're going to make it worse. And I think uh, whoever's... And then, and then Cardi Cardi, uh, Cardi B and um, Takeoff or Offset. Who's she with? Which one is she with? Man, fuck all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I understand. For, well, first and foremost, I'm not mad because there was no way in hell that, A, I was going to run into Cardi B, B, that I would even marry Cardi B. It was just, you know, that's... That's just not my life, I but just, I do I do find her to be very attractive and have a great personality. Interesting. She's she's a religious woman too. We know how you like your religious women, <laughs> but uh, but not so, so you don't know who she went though. She went quite. She, she was offset. She went offset. Is okay. it, yeah, it's offset. Okay, all the niggas look like. I couldn't tell. You. I, I I know Quavo because he's my favorite. Like he he has the hardest bars to me. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which one was on that? Congratulations. That's Quavo. Really? Quavo won me on the Portland track he did with Drake when he say um, Michael Phelps with the swim moves, Undertaker with the tattoos. That's oh, okay, bad. okay. That's so yeah. Quavo is the, is the is the better one. Yeah. Okay. So which one uh, wasn't on Bad Bougie? 
Then one of them got left off bad bougie, right? Do it look like I got left off bad bougie? I, I actually don't know. I thought I one of them got left off bad bougie. But okay. one of them did get left off bad bougie. One of them got left off bad bougie. Right. One Just of them sure. got left off their biggest hit. Damn. That is that is their biggest hit. That's got hurt. I, yeah, that, yeah, that got hurt. He did. He looked hurt. Them niggas got attitude problems. Why they so angry? What did you see them try to fight that big nigga? Dog, they walked off on that one lady at the interview. She asked him a question, and she they just got up and walked off. Like, why y'all so angry? Bro, they was on TMZ. Bro, this nigga was so big he had to jump to try to hit him in his head. What are you? What are you thinking? First of all, what do you have to gain from that besides (laughs) ass? Y'all niggas better watch yourselves because y'all niggas ain't y'all niggas ain't with each other all the time, and y'all come across that big nigga by yourselves. They they need they need Ha Ha Davis pops and Migos. I need y'all to go in here and tear down the studio and build me a new studio because y'all y'all got obviously got too much free time on your hands. <laughs> you out here campaigning for ass whoopers. You about to get elected. These niggas angry every week. That's why I just don't understand. Niggas be on top of the world and they angry every week. Now why y'all so mad? That's why. I bro, bro, Joe Budden is so mad. Dog, I never, dog, Joe Budden was one of my favorite rappers. Like when it came to spitting bars, dog. Mood music one through four, dog. I don't know what his problem was, but that nigga used to come at the microphone like he just he had a a, a bad relationship, mm-hmm. and he just kept bringing his anger to it. He was like one of the most passionate artists that I listened to, besides maybe DMX. And uh, I just don't know what happened to that nigga, bro. I guess his energy is getting put into the wrong thing, but he just always so just seems so frustrated and mad. I don't ever want to be like that. That's why I made that post the other day. It's like, if I'm somewhere where I'm mean mugging or screw face the whole time, then why do I even want to be there? Nowadays when I go out, man, I'm like, I, I even have people like, like ask me like, why, why are you smiling? Why are you laughing? Like, am I supposed to be in this whole pissed off? I'm not at a funeral. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like what's going on? And like, and I hate to come at, you know, black women or any woman for, for, the, for the resting bitch face as they term it. But at the end of the day, it, it comes a point of time where, like, you got to question yourself. Like, yeah, you have a homicidal face when you're just relaxing. But, I mean, in church, are you looking like that? It's, it's like you can throw, throw a smile on that, laugh a little bit. Just, just, I mean, just don't just be sitting there judging people and like, mm. Girl, look at him and these little. Because they doing it. It's there. It's it's being purposely done. It's not a Freudian slip. It's not. Being, no. It's not accidental. No, at all. I I won't. Which 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 is a part of the the female psyche that I'll never understand is that I want to look unapproachable in the hopes that somebody will approach me. That's why they get that asshole. Like I told Felicia. I mean, because it's mainly going to be the assholes that are gonna that are gonna approach you when you look unapproachable. It's going to mainly be the niggas that are super drunk that are going to approach you because the liquid courage is going to take them to that level. And then when that shit dies down, like you may be interested in him at that point because you don't realize he's super fucked up. Um, and then you meet him in person and you're regular degular and he's boring as shit because he ain't drunk. He, he, he loses all that, all that flair. Yeah. you know He's, he's, uh, he's not Rick Flair anymore. He's not. He's, he's just Rick. He's just Rick. And Rick is not fun. No, 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 no fun Rick. Rick is a potato. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, man. But yeah. anyways, like I said, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm not, I'm not mad that they do that because I feel like society has, you know, conditioned them to feel like I need to go out here and not look like I'm having a good time. And if I do, if I am having a good time, I'm turning on my girlfriends because you know that's that's, that's really a smarter thing to do. Came out here to hang out with my girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, you know. I had a question. What's up? It's something that I want everybody to think about. Okay. If you really look at the black community 
and you look at it, and it, this is funny because it comes from the Big Crit album that if you're listening to this to this podcast, you should have listened to the Big Crit album by now. Meaning, I, I don't mind if you pause it for 20 minutes, listen to the Big Crit album, and it came back. Because I'm going to drop a spoiler here. But uh, <laughs> the, the classic track, the classic interlude, he was like, Oh it's yeah, classic, yeah, it's classic. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, you hate it. it's classic. Yeah, got, four, got fourteen skits. <laughs> it's classic. There's no barcode on it. <laughs> it's classic. And then the girl steps up, and she was like, "Y'all fuck with that big crit?" And then she and she basically was like, "Nah, I don't fuck with that big crit." What the dude say? Adjusted. Yeah, it's trash. Because he adjusted why? Because it was it was a woman. It was a woman that was basically saying, you know, I ain't feeling it. So. My point is, because even Drake and Kendrick Lamar said it. Kendrick Lamar said it on a Drake interlude one time, and he was like, women are the tastemakers. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like, only in the black community. I feel like, if I go to the white community, the leaders in the white community are, are white men. Yeah. If I go to the Asian community, the leaders in the Asian community are the Asian men. If I go to the Mexican community, Mexican community and so on and so on. But when you come to the black community, and Michelle Obama even said it, Come to the black community, the women are the leaders in the black community. I can definitely see that. Definitely see that. And I don't know if that just uh, just transpired over the past maybe 10, 15 years, but I mean, if you look at it through a you know through a scope, I mean, you kind of see like you have your successful men and you have your successful women, but for the most part, the leaders of the black community seem to be black women. I mean, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Black women. You know, she Beyonce, Oprah. You know, like. They they have the hugest followings, and their followings are so huge that when 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 the men see the women following them, they start following them too. And I can go on and go so forth. But my, my point is, I, it's just something I want people to think about as far as in. And I'm not blaming anybody, but I'm just thinking in my head like, where where does accountability take place? Because if we are in a community where black women are the leaders. You know, once again, this is just something to think about. You know, what what is what's the solution? Like, what what needs to be changed? Is that something that is gonna you know make the future better? Is that because I mean, you see a lot of T-shirts. You know, women are the future and blah blah blah. I mean, is that a good thing? Because I mean, from the looks of it, you know, if and once again, not point blame, but from the looks of it, it doesn't really seem like women are happy with where men are going. In the black community, especially, yeah, you know, it's just something. But, to think but that, about. that seems to be something that's been going on for decades, though. And it's it's and it's really only us. I mean, we could we could talk about oppression, we could talk about all this other stuff, but it it kind it's kind of funny to me how when you really look at every other community, and even Hillary Clinton even said it. One of the main reasons that she lost was because the wives of a lot of those white women. I mean, the, the husband of a lot of those white women, they follow their husbands, they're scared of their husbands, they're doing what their husbands tell them. Come to the black community with that shit. But, but like, like you've said before, it's because they, they've demasculized the black man. I, don't, I might just make that word up. They do that to the black man, like, all the time. So, like, there's no power in being the black man. Damn. Like, if, if a black man and a black woman were going to court for child support, I mean, for custody, Nine times out of ten, the woman's gonna get custody. Correct. Yeah, which even even even, race, even, in, any even in any race. Yeah. But once you think a white guy stands a better chance, it, I've, I've seen it happen, and it all depends on money too, though. But I know a lot of I know in dealing with you know 
in the service world where you come across a lot of people, like I come across a lot of people now, I know a lot of white single women out there that are living off the dimes of their husband, but I think it's by choice. I think the husband realized, you know, hey, you know what? I'd rather just pay to get you the fuck out of my hair and you do what you want to do over there and I'm going to live my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think, in, I think in the white community, it's probably more of a choice, but people sleep on the fact that there's a lot of, uh, you know, single white, single white moms out there these days. A lot of them. But they're very low key. Exactly. They they're don't, they very don't, low key. It's not a lot to complain about. They getting theirs because they didn't. They didn't fall in love with a nigga that went to prison. They didn't <sighs> fall in love with a nigga that didn't have a job and got him pregnant or he was multiple still, or, times. Or he's still trying to be a rapper. Or he's still trying to be a rapper. Or or, or he he ducked off, got the kid on the side, and came back to you, and now he don't take care of nobody kids. Yeah, fuck it. Just because. We're still chasing dreams. He's still moving dope. We dream chases far too long. I ain't gonna lie. Far I don't know. I love dream. I love dream tra- chasing dreams, but like, it, you got to take a dose. You got to take a shot of reality every now and then. <laughs> Niggas chase dreams and they stay woke. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Of, ain't no rest going on. <laughs> ain't no rest. It's not proper rest at all. Because what what is nigga, nigga, these niggas seem like they have insomnia, and when you have insomnia, you kind of get delusional and you know dementia for them. A little bit. And you niggas, you sleep too long, you get bed sores and shit. It just it don't pan out well for you. You know, gotta wake up, bro. Yeah. You got you got to wake up and you gotta you gotta live a life that that actually means something. And uh, I don't know, man. I, like I said, I hate to punch on the black community like I do from time to time, but it's just like fuck it. I mean, I mean that's that's the community you know. Yeah, that's the community I know and I, I love forever. But I think it's just a lot of it's it's too many it's too much finger pointing going on. It's like, hey man, you want to point fingers, but let's let's start laying out the facts. Own something before you start pointing fingers. Own own up. That's 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 one of the big focal points of my life now is is owning something. Yeah, and it, and I'm not talking about property or jewelry or anything. I'm talking about owning up to my. Decisions, mm-hmm. owning up to my um, my issues, owning up to uh, everything, mm-hmm. because I have no acceptance of myself if I can't own my actions. That's, if that's, I if I'm if I'm making moves and I'm blaming it on other people, well, I did this because you made me do this. I, I'm doing this because you made me feel this way. Like then I'm not owning it. I'm I'm panning it off on you. You made me do this. You made me do this. No, I did this because this was my decision. Straight I up. made this decision. And when you own your actions, there's some accountability. You're holding yourself accountable. You're making yourself be an adult. You're making yourself adult. And that's something that that I that I hold true to myself. I try to do it on a daily basis. Some days I'd be like, "Yeah, y'all niggas made me this way." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but for the most part, I I'm taking accountability for my decisions and. You know, I sleep better at night. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, anything that happens to me happened to me in the past three or four years is one hundred percent my fault, more than likely, and it's just a dumb decision that was made. Um, it was probably some variables in there that that fucked up the decisions I made, but at the end of the day, it was still a decision I made. Um, but either way, my the moral of the story here is I I truly am a firm believer in we're all human beings. And although I feel like I, tr- as far as the way I think and the way me and you think, I always I'm a firm believer in trying to you know be outer space with it and trying not to be so normal with it and just being so what's popping right now. Still, no matter what, nobody's supreme. Nobody's a supreme being. Women are not special. Men are not special. 
in in a whole, if you really look at it like that, if you really want to say anybody special, I mean, if you feel like being special is something that comes with who you are, then just being a human is special. It's not. It doesn't boil down to to gender or ethnicity. We're just if we're if, if being special is human, then as a human you're special. That's fine. But I truly don't think anybody is special. I think you may bring something to the table that may be unique, that may be worth cherishing. But to think you're special, I think that kind of is um is kind of arrogant, and it's it's not it's not a good way to you know be meek or humble as I should say you just it's it's gonna be hard to feel be a humble person when you feel like you're just so special you're not oh I'm I'm I'm, I'm God's gift to man or or a man to be so happy you know so blessed to have me I don't think that's a good mindset to have like I like I told you um the other day on the phone I was like if we just ask people you know what makes hey what makes you special what makes you special like if you were to ask me what makes me special and I gave you some kind of answer then you're guaranteed to be able to find somebody out there that's going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. It makes them special. Now, we're not special. I'm not special because me and this guy or me and this woman share the same quality. Yeah. So it's like, you're, you're, you're human. Yeah. So you might as well just be yourself. And, and, and that's probably the only thing that can make you special is the fact that you are you. But at the end of the day, like I said, just the term special tends to go to people's heads sometimes. And I just kind of feel like, you know, hey, you are who you are. You are you. And nobody can be you than you. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> the rhyme play. Hey. The rhyme play. Hey, like Chris, though, which you should have listened to his album by now. Okay? You talking to me? I'm talking to everybody Uh-oh. out there. Oh, I was just saying, you talking to me. I'll put you on. What? I'll put you on. Man, I had to get on somebody's ass the other day telling me they put me on something. <laughs> you must be drunk. Hit him, hit him with that first of all. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on. I've been on. Shit. But uh, what's, what's your favorite tracks on there? If you if somebody if if you wanted somebody to just if you wanted to win somebody off with that album immediately, what's the first track you gonna send them to? Uh, I'm sending them to um the Subinstein. Yeah, the Subinstein. I gotta get them, man. Send them Subinstein because Subinstein. because it's a Manny Fresh beat. Yeah. So which means you it, it, it's a, it's a lot it's 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 a, a a happy beat and I like to call that a happy beat. Like I don't call confetti a happy beat. No, nah. that's, that's something serious. That's, that's some serious that's shit. Something, going that's something on, yeah. for a real rhyme spitter. You yeah. got to get in the confetti. But if you want, just if you pick it up, pick it up. What, what should I listen to? Listen, Sub- listen, Subinstein. Listen to Past the Ox Chord. Uh, get away. Yeah. You know, listen, listen, I listen like to layup those tracks. Layup, layup. Lay yeah. And and if I if I'm if I'm giving it to a woman who came up in the '90s, you got to listen to 1999. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Listen to that when you yeah. you probably be hooked. And um. Yeah, yeah, but um, and I don't, and I don't just you know promote things like that heavily, but definitely a, a independent artist like that, I don't mind promoting. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I don't, don't mind promoting anybody. Yeah, me neither. But definitely, <laughs> but definitely, an independent artist like like Critty is where he come where he's come from is is pretty nice. Uh, I mean, of course, I don't mind promoting because I if you haven't watched Stranger Things yet, <laughs> <laughs> that nigga Dusty. Man. Say, say, bro, don't, don't do that. Don't no do that, don't man. Do just that. don't do that. You're not gonna win that way, man. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't see where they can go with season three. I, I honestly feel like they're gonna have to stop. They're gonna have like, one more well, season. They, they committed to four seasons. That's enough. I could, but see, even the way that this season ended, I was like, y'all, pretty, y'all could have put a bow on it. That's a lot of unanswered. But it's kind of like you could put a bow. Her on Her sister's it. gonna be a problem in the future. 
well, she, well, she's 11. Her sister's eight. How many numbers are there out there? Like, they left that door open wide. Like, I could just keep throwing people out here like the X-Men and just. Hey, I appreciate that, what you just said. Because <laughs> I, I didn't, even, I didn't want to say that, but it's, there's, there's more out there. Yeah. And, 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 and that, that's the direction the show is going. It's pretty much going in like an X-Men type of direction. You're, like, you're gonna, it's going to be a gang of y'all. And, and they're going to be brought together to fight the upside they, down. And that thing is not going anywhere until the powers that be come together to stop because Eleven can't stop that thing alone. No, she she, she barely she barely closed that gate up. She just closing and doors. It, and if and if y'all haven't watched All of Strange Things season two yet, fuck you. Straight up, man, it's been a week, man. It's been a week. I watched that shit today. Get, get your shit together. Come on. Come but on. she barely closed. She barely closed the gate that time, like this yeah. last time. So we'll you like her new goes. look? <sighs> yeah, she doesn't look like a boy anymore. Yes, she does. Low key, the hair is growing out. The hair is growing. And she out. still has that. Yeah, she has. She has that. Um, I'm, I'm from a single parent household, and I'm raised by my daddy. Look, she does. That's what. And that's, that's what's what going on. Like. That's, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it looks like. So yeah. you know. But I mean, daddy don't know how to do hair, so he just slicked it back. He just slicked it back. <laughs> but yeah, she, they took it back though. Like, I, like I said, man, as being an '80s baby, that's one of the people ask me like, "Why you like that show so much?" It's like. Man, like when I when I as I grew up, and by the time it was ninety one, ninety two, I was catching up on my eighties flicks. So I'm watching the Goonies, I'm watching E. T. I'm watching I know Honey, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like I love that era because it wasn't so animated as far as they were using computers heavily. People were actually creating props with their hands mm-hmm. and actually doing pretty cool things with just clay and shit. So when I'm watching Gremlins, The Gate, these are classic 80s movies and when I see the Stranger Things it brings back that that's why I feel like when I see the costumes on there I was like they deserve an award for costumes alone because they actually bring it back to the essence of what the 80s was like watch the Warriors and you're like bro like they really took it back and they took their time and to me they made something that it may not be original to a lot of people but it's just it feels like you're actually traveling back in time it's like I can appreciate that I ain't knocking what people watch now. I'm just saying, for the most part, that's what captivated me because that's what I grew up on. Yeah. I didn't grow up on... And and uh, even watching it, you have that whole late 80s, early 90s feel. And and that's another reason I feel like it's going to have to end soon because the the, the the style definitely started changing in like 88, 89. And they're kind of on that style right now. And I kind of feel like once... The Game Boy and Nintendo stars coming you, out. You got to tip one to direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's really, it's almost like a Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle, which to me is probably one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. That shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle only ended because the kids got older. Yeah. And it wasn't funny. It wasn't cute anymore. It's like, y'all niggas getting too old. Yeah. Especially Dewey. The nigga Dewey got smart. That's kind of like, um, the show, The Middle, the, not Mal- but The Middle, where, um, God, what's that guy's name? I forget what the he's middle. in. The middle with um the white family. I got the three kids. It's Axel, Sue, and Brick. As a little kid named Brick, the son named Brick. He's not little anymore, but like they're growing out of it, and it's just kind of like, all right, this is the it. middle. Yeah, the middle. What's that? Never heard of that. And check it out. It's all right. Oh, I don't know. I thought you were talking about Modern Family for a second. No, nah, no. Nah. Which I feel like that show. That's a pretty funny show too. I think it's funny, but again, they're they're, they're old, growing bro. up. Like they're getting old. Ariel Winter, she's like early twenties now. She's their model now. Yeah, which, which, which is something we really didn't get into about the the overexposure of the youth. They don't. They in Hollywood. Yeah, like they're growing up 
way too fast. Way too fast. Tell me, Millie, Millie, gonna, Bobby, Millie Bobby is 13 years old, and they got her looking like a 17-year-old. It's creepy. It's going to lead to issues. It's going to lead to issues. And then she looked up to the, the Kardashians. That's that's their parents, though. If their parents allow, their parents want to exploit them for that, that's that's on them. I, I'm Like I said, I enjoy their acting. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. I don't want to meet y'all. I don't want to know what y'all do outside of this. Keep making these these shows that I can binge watch. But go on about my business. But I I firmly believe in not wanting to meet your idols. I don't give a damn about me though. Like like you you meet your idols and they turn out to be assholes. Like I I never want to meet Jay Z. Jay Z meets my turns out to be an asshole, bro. You know how much how many years of my life I've I've dedicated to like you know. I remember at this this point in time in my life because he had just dropped the Black album and I was on the backseat of the bus. And, you know, like how many memories are associated with with, with, to, with associated with music and, and feelings that you've gotten from music. But then all of a sudden... And then all of a sudden, he's turns an out that he, he's, he's an asshole. And it's like... <laughs> I, mean, I guess it's different from rappers. You just assume they're assholes. But, you know, somebody somebody come through and crush your dream like that. Yeah. Uh, even at almost 30, like, I still don't need you to come through crushing my dream. Yeah. But it's, it's good that you expected it this time now. That's one of the things I liked about Bronx Tale. When uh, I forgot. I think he was talking about Mickey Mantle, and he was you know telling him about uh, he basically like he wanted to go to a Yankees game, and then you know Sonny was telling you know, man, I just almost lost my train of thought, but uh, Sonny was telling the main character was this yeah Sonny Sonny was gang you see Bronx Tale right yeah he was telling him you know like basically like Mickey Mantle don't give a fuck about you like like just the reality of it like Mickey Mantle when he comes out here you know like. He's playing. He's worried about his team, and he's playing to win. He really doesn't care about the fans. Like and that's that's the reality that a, a cat gets at like fourteen, fifteen, and it kind of wises him up. Like, and people need to realize that a lot of the idols that you look up to right now, you're really just money to them. Yeah. You're really just the dollars yeah. out of them. And it's not to be in a malicious way. It's like just you, like, like you come. Oh, I have all your albums. Thanks. thanks. You're one of many. You're not special. You're dropping the bucket. Yeah, but hey. They don't want to ramble on too long. Yeah, I, mean, I got, it, I got it, a headache. We got. It out feels here. good to be back, though. It always, it always does. Um, you got some thoughts and prayers? No thoughts and prayers today. I don't want to waste anybody's time. <sighs> I'd rather give them words of advice. <laughs> and I really, and as usual, my words of advice is, um, it's not nothing that I can't even say it's advice. It's just something to think about. Um, the more and more I read, and the more and more I observe. I was reading something about how they say uh, to be president is to be human. And I kind of feel like that's accountability. That's something that we all need to accept. And and when I say accept it, I don't mean just walk about it, you know, day in and day out and just kind of feel like, oh, you know, I'm prejudiced. It is what it is. It's something that once you notice it, check it. And when I say being prejudiced is human, it means that we all are judgmental in some way and we all have the cognitive ability to see something and think something about it immediately. You know, I see a white person that's tatted up and has tattoos on their head. I'm either going to think he's Aryan Nation or a tattoo artist. If I see a black dude walking up the street with goals in his mouth with a hood on his head, as a black man, I'm still going to think, hey, that nigga from the hood. That nigga could be a Harvard graduate. Yeah. But that's what we do. We prejudge. It's what we do. We are human. Just like being jealous, being mad, being bitter. Those are all human emotions. And I really feel like being prejudiced is one of them. Being able to prejudge, being able to think ahead, being able to use your critical thinking skills to 
predict something is not all that bad. It can save your ass sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I just think that, you know, if you catch yourself doing it in a negative way, check yourself. But also accept the fact that, you know, hey, I do these things because society has conditioned me to be this way. And, you know, it shows that I actually have a brain and I can think for myself. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, my words of advice for November the 3rd, 2017. Um, if that means anything to anybody. Does take, it mean anything to you? Take, take a knee for take Cap's a knee birthday. Cap. Um, yeah. um, a focused human is a dangerous human. And I think at your best, you're at your best when you're focused. So along the lines of getting your life together, getting your shit together, it's all due to a lack of focus. If you start focusing in on your goals and your dreams and what you need to do, everything's achievable. That's it. I had some. I had some dry stuff because I start. I, you know, I told you I was gonna stop giving out all this positivity because people aren't using it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, but no, you're right though, man. And when you focus, you you know, you start losing friends. You start, you know, focus. Being being hella focused is gonna. Come I mean, but if you, if you start losing friends, were those really friends? Question. Hey, I ain't here to give all the answers. I didn't bring any answers. I ain't got time for all that. <laughs> Besides, if I if I brought you all the answers, what do you have to gain from it? Wow, just a big ass head. Just a big ass head. You ain't. And and actually, it's just a big ass head of of shit that I told you, which can be bullshit. Which which can say yeah say. No confetti, ain't even heavy, and I ain't got time for this. And with that being said. <laughs> This has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?